0: Welcome to Finding Holiness, where we delve into timeless Torah wisdom, revealing the sacred in everyday moments. Join us on a journey to elevate your spirituality and discover holiness in every aspect of life. I'm your host, Rabbi David Kadosh, and together, let's embark on a path of spiritual exploration. I hope you enjoy this next episode. Okay, today's divra uh, today's is Leilu Nishmat Shoshana Bat Aliza. Tina Shatz, Rabbi Sura Hayim, the we are continuing our talk about kitniyot. We spoke about, we introduced it yesterday, and uh, we'll just continue with a few more laws regarding kitniot on Pesach. Sheela nefuta, ma yasu bnei zug? she'echad mehem of them from mishpacha that nagah isu kitniot, and the other kitniot. So sometimes you have a couple that one side of the couple is, comes from a family that eats kitniyot, and the other side comes from a family that doesn't eat kitniyot. And they get married. So what do they do? Who do they follow? Katav al-Kayotseba zechad migdoler yishonim el bishimon ben semach toran da tashbetz writes impossible that they're both going to sit down on the seder table or somewhere on Pesach and one of them is uh, eating rice and the other one's not eating rice and they're living uh, separate lives when it comes to Pesach can't do that The, the wife has to follow the minhag. Of her husband, because his wife is like him. niftar. What happens if the husband passes away? So now, let's say she was Ashkenazi, yeah. So the husband passes away when they were married. Okay, she followed the husband, but now he's now he passed away. So now, do I go back to my my father's custom? Therefore, uh, I don't or do I continue the custom of my of my husband? So he says, it depends on one factor. If she had a child with her husband, she has to remain with the minhag of the father because now that they had a child, that child represents the father, their family. So she has to continue the tradition that she followed with her husband. But if they remain childless, she has to go back to the custom of her father. And this works, but, they have a but. Same thing. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it, does, yeah, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You have yeah, a child, there's now a family, she continues the minhag of the husband. Again, this works the other way around. If the woman was sefaradi, okay, and she married an Ashkenazi, that, that, that doesn't need so again, she would go back to her father's custom if they didn't have a child. Ve'l Feinstein. Uh, Rav, Rav, Moshe Feinstein, whose Nachala was just a couple of days ago on, uh, on, uh, Tanita Ser. He says, that, that, the, the, the law, the status of the wife is similar to, uh, a man who decides to move, uh, cities. Now, let's say he has a certain Minhag in whatever, whatever it is where he grew up. And then he comes and he moves to Toronto. And in Toronto, they don't do this minhag in this in this um, in this particular community. So now he can't say, ah, "I don't care. I was born in uh, I was born in London, and this is the way we did in London. I'm sticking with it." No. If you move to Toronto and Toronto does not have the minhag to do this, if your plan is your if your goal is to stay and live in Toronto, then you have to follow the minhag of Toronto. If his kavanah to live there, he has to change his minhag and uh, not impose his old minhagim, but rather he has to adapt to the minhagim of the city that he is. So the, the, the wife, the wife accepts the same status. Therefore, a woman that is married to her husband, She's mar. We hope she's marrying him on the condition to be with him always. So therefore, she is like Kielu, moving to a new city permanently, and therefore agav. <laughs> she has to follow his minagim. <laughs> therefore, <laughs> therefore, If a Ashkenazi woman marries a svaradi male, she can eat kitniot on Pesach. She can eat kitniot on Pesach. Ve'enah zericha atarad nedarim. She doesn't even need to do for all the years that, uh, that uh, she didn't eat. Because, like we said, the law is that she follows her husband's customs. He does write that there are some poskim that say she do. There's nothing wrong with doing it, even if you want to. It's not like it's not a it's not a beracha. It's just a, a nullification of the vows. So if she wants to do it, uh, she she, she can do it. Not a problem. Okay. Um, the next session, he just talks about various foods that fall under the category of kitniyot. I'm going to just summarize it really quick. Basically, beans and peas and corn and anything that comes uh, a lot from the ground that could be ground into flour. Those are those, those are things that. Um, are considered uh are considered kidniyot aval um, so one of the big misconceptions is that is that kidniyot although people don't eat kidniyot but they're not chametz uh, there there's an isur in chametz that you're not allowed to own chametz and you can't even see chametz you can't put chametz in your, your, your that's why we sell it right we sell the, our chametz we lock it up and we can't even go in there. But kidniot is not khamet, which means just because you don't eat rice, that doesn't mean you can't own rice. I can have rice visible to me. It could be with all my other Pesach food. Okay, I don't eat it, but it doesn't mean I'm not allowed to keep it. I'm allowed to have benefit from the kidniyot. So for example, on Ashkenazi, that... Um, that cannot use vegetable oil, okay? Vegetable oil for Ashkenazim is is kidney uh, because it contains... He's ca, <laughs> going to have, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I have to know that. he said to No, he... Okay, he's, he's, he's all there the, the, the psak of his rabbis. That's what it is. According to Ramah, Ashkenazim... Uh, <laughs> okay, but, then, but then it becomes... Then it becomes free for all, right? Then when, when are you going to place the guidelines? If you decide one day that you want to uh, be like the Ashkenazim and you're going to have every member of your house like light... okay, but 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 then where do you draw the line? Because then the... but but you have you have you have minagim of your of of our our fathers. <laughs> no, no, it's not in the old days. It's not in the old days. It's not in the old days. The old days. The old days. If. If I decide that I want every one of my children to light Hanukkiah on Hanukkah, but that's not our custom, right? Uh, uh, you know, our, our post say, the Sephardic post scheme, you like one Menorah on Hanukkah, one chanukiyah. Yeah. Who am I to just say, okay, I'm going to ignore what they're saying, and I'm going to light now one for every one member of my family. That's not the way we do it. So yeah, you're right. Everybody's free for all. You have you a have free choice of what you want to do, but we have to respect the opinions of our uh, of our Chachamim. Now, the, the reality is that today in Eretz Yisrael, there's a lot of people... That are just slowly beginning to uh to follow the Sfaradim and, and eat kidniyot um for various reasons, which I'm not I guess I'm not gonna get into it's up to them and what what they what they decided with their rabbis. Um but nevertheless, okay, that, that's that's up to them. But what we're saying now is that you could have benefit from kidniyot. So, for example, Ashkenazim or those that don't eat kidniyot, they cannot they cannot use canola oil. Canola is is a kidney, so therefore um, vegetable oil, which contains canola oil, they're not allowed to use on uh, on Pesach, and so that's why you see cottonseed oil. That's what the Ashkenazim use for, for cooking, um, but they can use vegetable oil or canola oil to light their candles for Yom Tov, even those were, even because it's not chametz. If it was chametz, I wouldn't even be allowed to see it. I wouldn't have it in my possession, but they're allowed to they're allowed to have benefit uh, from it. Um uh, an Ashkenazi can cook uh food for someone who can eat uh Make some sort of siman to show that he's not cooking it for himself. A store owner, uh City Plus, Sobeys, whatever it is, you're allowed to to display and sell kitniot on pesach. If there's a chashash, so that maybe they'll mix up with some, uh, grains of, of wheat. Okay, then lois khar bahem. Better not to do business, uh, to sell them. We don't, God forbid, want to have the, the buyers to, uh, to purchase, uh, chametz. And therefore, it's just best probably to, uh, to sell them. Not only that, not only that, So let's say you're cooking, you're cooking a dish for Pesach, and uh, some rice fell in your dish, okay? Let's talk about Moroccans now, Moroccans don't eat rice. So let's say you're cooking a dish, and some rice falls into your dish. Okay. Again, rice is not chametz. If it was chametz, you have to throw the entire dish out because be pesach lom baten b'masu chametz asur Even if it was one little crumb of chametz, you have to throw the whole thing out. But but rice is not chametz. It's a it's a kidnit that we just don't eat. So therefore, If you're able to see the rice and take it out, yalla, pick it out with your hand and and, and throw it in the garbage. yev berov. Right? Not, not even shishim. But of, If you have 50%, uh, 51% of kosher, then it's, of, uh, not kosher, of, uh, of what you're allowed to eat, it's batel. Avalim rova tafshil mi but if most of it is now kitniot, in that case, hareu nekshav ki tafsil kitniot ve then you're not allowed to eat, um, to eat that dish. Mutar, le noagim, isur kitniot, le chol bekelim, a person um um to, uh, a person who is not allowed to eat kidneyot uh can it's allowed for them to cook with kelim uh, eat from from foods uh from um uh from kelim that were used for kidneyot okay so if you have if you have pots and pans that were used to make uh, rice okay <laughs> Then you then a, a person who doesn't eat kidney can eat from that uh, pot it's best that uh, at least 24 hours have passed since uh, since you uh, that the pot was used uh, for kidney kasher. And even, even if it didn't pass 24, um, 24 hours, the, uh, the dish is still, uh, is still okay. Uh, speaking of oils, he does talk about it here slightly. We do have a, a couple minutes, so we'll, we'll just add it. Again. Don't ever think that kitniot is, is more strict than the five main grains. Everything that is kosher with the five grains is kosher with the kidniyot. If water did not fall on these grains, or water did fall, and but you made sure that it was baked or made into matzah within 18 minutes. I always tell people, wheat is not chametz. Okay? Wheat and spelt and rye is not chametz. It's only chametz if water <laughs> touched the wheat, okay, and then you will let it 18 minutes for it to become chametz. The actual wheat kernel itself is not chametz. Because there are people that are machmir, but most people are uh, mekil. Last but not least, nechreku we talked about this already, bedin shmanim, the poskim argue with regards to the oils uh, that are made from kitniot. Ledat makilim, according to those who are makil, isur lochal al shemen That um, that according to some, um, that that kitniot does not even apply to oils. Which means that uh, according to some poskim, Ashkenazim can even have canola oil, no problem. Any of these oils they can have and vegetable oil. Udat uh, machmirim din kitniyot kedin But those that are strict. The um, the the law of kitniot oils are just like the kitniot, which means they cannot consume uh, uh, the uh, uh, the oils. This is subject to a a very very big machloket that took place many many years ago between uh, Harav Kuk and the Edah Haridit. It was like a war, if there was such a thing. It was a war between the two. And, uh, Haraf Cook was adamant that you're allowed to eat, to, that, that they could have the oils that it does not constitute kitniyot, but the Adachar Edith went crazy on him. It's one of the reasons why, why a lot of the ultra Orthodox don't respect Rav Cook, besides of the fact that he was a big Zionist. Um, they don't respect him and, and his pshakeem, but this was, uh, this was a very, very big thing. It, it, it turns out, yeah, politics, mamash politics. And and it turns out that most of the Ashkenazim, okay, don't side or or do side with the Edah Haradit, and uh, they don't have they don't consume these types of oils, canola and vegetable, because they wanted to hold like the Edah Haradit, and not Rav Kook. But uh, there are many many people that hold Rav Kook. He was a he was a giant in Halacha, no question. He was the chief rabbi of Israel, so he knew his beans and. Um, Listen, it is what it is, and uh, there are those that follow him and do consume oils of kitniyot, but again, uh, each one needs to follow whatever the rabbi says.